Hello, my name is Tom Longano, and this is Boy Stories. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We got a great story for you today. It's the first full story of the Red Book of Stories. Woo, season two. Here we go. It is called Jeffrey's Math Blaster. Uh, real quick before we jump into that, there is a contest going on. Uh, there are three ways to enter the contest. Uh, the contest prize is a free sample signed copy of the Green Book of Stories before it's published. Before it is anywhere, it will be on your doorstep. And here are the ways to enter. Um, you can either leave a review on the Apple Podcast. You can leave an Amazon review that mentions the Boy Stories Podcast. So a review for the Amazon Red and Blue Book of Stories mentions Boy Stories Podcast. Or you can go to TomLongano.com and send me a question for the characters. So a question for the characters that are interviewed on the podcast or a question for me. Some people have been sending questions for me. That's great. Any of these three things will get you um, an entry into this contest. And I will draw at the, I think at the end of the season, but perhaps sooner if the green book timeline gets moved up, uh, I will draw and we, I will announce on the podcast, the winners of the sample copies. All right. So moving on to the story for today, this is a story that was inspired by teaching, uh, specifically teaching math and trying to explain concepts to students that sometimes just no matter how you explain it to them, they just don't get it. Uh, and this was always something that I think when I was a teacher, I would on the one hand be frustrated by, but on the other hand, also find kind of hilarious. So without further ado, here is Jeffrey's Math Blaster. Every Tuesday and Thursday, Mr. L's fifth grade class practiced multiplication facts. The students understood, after years of drilling, that the only way to learn these facts was through memorization and repetition. The Math Blaster, a worksheet with 40 multiplication problems to be answered in under one minute, tested their knowledge. Each student started with the zeros and ones. After he completed this blaster without any errors in the allotted time, he moved up a level. Most of the class was around the sixes or sevens. Charlie led the class, having advanced every opportunity he could, now at the twelves. Jeffrey remained at the zeros and ones. Jeffrey, can I speak with you at break? said Mr. L, after another failed blaster. He glanced over Jeffrey's paper, seeing eraser marks, a couple scattered answers, and, at the bottom, a drawing of a rocket ship. Given that Jeffrey only had 60 seconds with the paper, Mr. L thought the detail in this rocket ship was fairly impressive. He told this to Jeffrey as they began their break time chat. Uh, thank you, sir, replied Jeffrey. I was proud of it myself. But, Jeffrey, said Mr. L, this is not art class. It's math. Yes, well, at the top of the page, Jeffrey pointed out earnestly, it says math blaster. I, I was getting stuck on the math part. So I focused on Blaster. Mr. L leaned back in his chair. He gave his student a knowing look, as if to say it was time they spoke frankly. Jeffrey, he said, do you know your multiplication facts? Yes, sir. What's seven times four? Twenty-eight. Uh, nine times six? Fifty-four. Okay, said Mr. L, surprised. Uh, why can't you write these on the test? Is it because you're nervous, like with spelling? Oh, no, sir. It's not like that at all. Uh, it's just these problems, they're too hard. Mr. L stared at him. 
Like, I know other multiplication facts, Jeffrey explained quickly. The nines and the eights, even the twelves. What's twelve times seven? Eighty-four. But you see, I can't get past the zeros and ones. Those are really, really difficult. Jeffrey, Mr. L said slowly, the zeros and ones are the easiest of all. But, sir, said Jeffrey, pointing at the paper, on other blasters, it's just one through nine. I can memorize those easy peasy. With these, there's all sorts of numbers. Look at this problem right here. 456 times zero. How am I supposed to do that without a calculator? Mr. L stared at the paper, then back up at Jeffrey. The boy blinked at him, genuinely concerned. Jeffrey misread the confusion in his teacher's face and continued. See, it's hard for you too. And take this doozy. 574 times one. It's a lot to ask to memorize the multiplication facts for every single number. One multiplied by zero. And then also by one. Jeffrey, said Mr. L again, carefully, with these problems, all you need to know is... Because I've tried, Jeffrey interrupted, now on a roll. I've even taken time out of my spelling schedule to really study this. You said, Mr. L, that everyone needs to memorize these facts, and I guess the other boys have because they're all past the zeros and ones. I need to catch up. I know I do, but it, it, it's just so much work. It doesn't have to... When I get the blaster, I write the answers, I know, but uh, there are so many I don't know. Just... I just have to leave those blank and wait for the next chapter and keep studying. Keep on studying. At this, Jeffrey produced two six-inch stacks of note cards from his pocket and set them on the desk. Mr. L picked the top one up. On one side, it said 227 times zero. On the other side, zero. I'm just learning the 200s for my zeros, but I'm stuck around the 150s for my ones, Jeffrey explained. It's a process. Jeffrey... I'm, uh, not sure what to say. Don't worry, Mr. L, said Jeffrey, now with fierce confidence. You told us every fifth grader must memorize his math facts to go to middle school. Well, I intend to pass fifth grade math, and I intend to go to middle school. I will memorize these. I will do everything it takes to succeed. He stood there, determined, knowing he would one day be victorious. Mr. L wasn't sure how to approach what he needed to say. He had assumed Jeffrey's lagging behind the other students was a barrier of nerves. Now, he couldn't help but feel bad about not having had this conversation earlier. Still, the best approach was to remain positive. Well, Jeffrey, he said in a changed voice, I am so proud of all your efforts. Uh, thank you, sir. I try. I can see that. And because you try so hard, I'm going to tell you a secret about these multiplication facts. You could think of it as a little way to cut corners. A shortcut. Oh, I don't cheat, sir. I'd rather work hard and earn my score. Not like that. It's a special secret you're allowed to use. I, the teacher, use it all the time. And I want you to use it, too. I'm listening. You see, every answer for the zeros and ones has a special rule attached to it. If you just memorize these rules, you'll never have to look at another zeros and ones note card again. Are you with me here? Uh, yes, sir. This sounds fantastic. It sure is. Uh, here's the first secret. Anything multiplied by zero, any number at all, from two all the way to two million, the answer is zero. Question. Yes? What about two million and one? Well, the answer to that is also zero. Two million and two? Okay, zero. Look, Jeffrey, stay with me here. Any number you can imagine, if you multiply that number by zero, the answer will always be zero. No matter what. 
and here's where it gets really exciting. There's a similar secret with the ones. Any number you multiply by one, any number at all, it doesn't change. The answer is the exact same number. I don't understand. Take two million. Two million multiplied by one equals two million because it's the exact same number. What about two million and one? Two million and one multiplied by one equals two million and one. Oh, um, okay. So, Jeffrey, can you tell me the answer to two million and two times one? Sorry, sir, I'm still around the 150s. Mr. L looked at him, mouth half open. Jeffrey blinked. Why don't you try using the special secret, offered Mr. L. Uh, which one? The one I just said. Every number, when multiplied by one, equals that same number we started with. Let's try, uh, 300. What is 300 multiplied by one? Uh, sorry, sir, I'm still on the 150s. Use the secret. And uh, thank you. What do you mean, no? Oh, I'd rather use my way, sir. Uh, thanks for telling me that special secret, though. <laughs> very, very intriguing. Do you understand the special secret? Sort of. Jeffrey scrunched up his face and thought hard. Under your method, he said, counting on his fingers, I believe the answer to 300 times 1 would be, uh, roughly, if, if my calculations are correct, uh, 300. Well, that's absolutely correct! exclaimed Mr. L. Great job, Jeffrey. But I prefer my method, said Jeffrey. I think I'll just stick with that. There was a pause. Mr. L. wondered if Jeffrey was joking. Jeffrey glanced outside. Morning light poured through the classroom windows. Timmy ran by, giggling and bouncing a ball. Uh, can I go to break now? Jeffrey asked. No, uh, Jeffrey, pay attention, please. It's not about what method you use... It's about getting the answer. Exactly, Jeffrey replied, turning back to his teacher. And I believe my method is a more effective way of getting the answer. The right answer, that is. Uh, we both know in math, Mr. L, getting the right answer is way better than just getting any old answer. Your method is surely interesting, but honestly, uh, I feel like it might be slightly unreliable. It's not unreliable at all. How do you know the answer when you haven't used a calculator? Jeffrey wondered. Sure, sir, it's quick and easy and flashy and neat, but where's the certainty? Every note card I make for the zeros and ones, I first check the answer on a calculator. I check it twice, so I avoid typos, just like you taught me. Then I commit it to memory. I would feel much safer using this method than yours. He paused, sensing something like disappointment on his teacher's face. Uh, no offense, sir, he added. Mr. L stared at him. Jeffrey stared right back. They had reached an impasse. So, just to understand, Mr. L said slowly, you'd rather memorize the answer for every single number times zero and every single number times one instead of use a shortcut? If it means I get the correct answer every time, then yes, sir, that's exactly what I'll do. I intend to pass fifth grade. But the shortcut, sorry, the rule, the, the principle of math that helps you reason to the correct answer, the rule that everyone else uses, you don't want to use that. No, sir. Too risky. But, Jeffrey, that's how math works. With all due respect, sir, everything I know about math tells me that the less risky option is... It's not risky at all. It's literally how math works, Mr. L burst out. How can you... Uh, look, look, 
Jeffrey. Mr. L caught himself and spoke in a level voice, trying to be patient. Any number multiplied by zero, any number, no matter what, the answer will always be zero. In theory, yes. Theory? Jeffrey, this is math. It's, it's, It's all theory. Which is why we have calculators, sir. The calculators are programmed according to mathematical principles and theories, which, sorry, sir, that's a bit out of my depth. I don't know where the calculator comes from. I just know it has the answers. Mr. L paused. Jeffrey shifted a bit. He stood with both hands behind his back, polite, but prepared to stand his ground. Okay. Think Think about about it it like like this, this, said Mr. L, his voice wavering slightly. If you multiply something, that means you are making more of it, right? So these three pencils on my desk, if I multiply them by zero... He took the pencils away and hid them under his desk, meaning there are zero instances of the pencil. Then, therefore, the answer is zero. That's a bit heady, sir. It's not. I'm showing you that three times zero is zero, sir. I know that because I memorized it. Okay, there's one pencil. One pencil times three, Mr. L added back the extra pencils, equals three pencils. Now we have three pencils, so one times three equals three. I know that too, sir. I memorized it. But you didn't need to, because I can show it to you right here. But if all I had was pencils, how would I know I was right? Asked Jeffrey. We could sit around and play with pencils all day, sir. But if I wanted to be sure, I'd check my results on a calculator. So why not just start with the calculator? Jeffrey saw Mr. L was sweating, and he couldn't understand why. Had he said something to make him angry? What about this? Said Mr. L through gritted teeth taking a more practical approach. If you memorize all those facts on your own, it will take a long, long time. If you get the answers the other way, it will be much quicker. Don't you think your mom would be happy with you? Oh, she won't look at my homework anymore, Jeffrey said. She says it's better for her mental health if she doesn't. Mr. L considered it would be better for his mental health if he didn't look at Jeffrey's homework either. But he was the teacher, and he could not let this go. Let's try a little experiment, he said with a strained smile. I'll give you a math blaster. You fill it out using my method right now, and we'll see if you get the answers correct. Well, I'm not sure how that will do it, said Mr. L, sliding the blank blaster across the desk. Jeffrey obeyed, wondering why Mr. L's face was twitching. He shrugged his shoulders and used Mr. L's unorthodox shortcut method to complete the zeros and ones. It took him exactly 26 seconds. Mr. L grabbed the paper and quickly looked over it. There, he said, slamming it on the desk in triumph. All correct. Jeffrey, you did it. Wait, uh, but how do you know? I just looked at all the answers. They're, They're right. Oh, so you have them memorized. I don't need to. I use the rule. Um, Jeffrey bit his lip. Well, I'd better check then, if you don't mind. Mr. L watched as Jeffrey sat back down and checked every answer with the calculator. When he was finished, he found they were all indeed correct. Ha! What do you know? He said to Mr. L, handing back the paper. It's dumb luck, I guess. There's nothing lucky about it, snapped Mr. L. It's called math. Mr. L, I don't doubt that your special secret does work the majority of the time. Uh, But in math, 
The answers must be precise. I prefer my method. That's all. Jeffrey, you really do not understand what we are doing here. I thought, sir, we were trying to get the right answers. You just did. You just got all the right answers right there on your sheet. Congratulations. I don't deserve this grade. I pretty much just guessed. No, you applied the principle. Which is about as good as a stab in the dark. It's not. Blindfolded, tossing darts at a wall. It's really not. A ship tossing on stormy seas. What are you talking about? Sorry, sir. I just like certainty. Voices came from outside. The class was lining up at the door. Mr. L realized break was over. He turned back to Jeffrey. You have now passed the zeros and ones, he said. You're on the twos. Jeffrey blinked. Was the bar for progress really so low? What about truth? What about certainty? He opened his mouth to argue, but Mr. L marked the grading book. Jeffrey knew better than to question the grading book. He looked to Mr. L with shock on his face. Mr. L avoided his gaze. Go line up, Jeffrey. Jeffrey wandered outside the classroom, shielding his eyes from the sunlight. Everything he believed about math, indeed everything he believed about teachers and school, was now threatened. He thought that Mr. L believed in truth, too. He thought that having the right answer mattered. Now, he didn't know what to think. Did you finally pass the zeros and ones, Dumbo? said Albert. Yes, Jeffrey answered, quietly, feeling like he'd done something terribly wrong. Yes, I I suppose I did. About time, Albert grunted. Mr. L opened the door and Jeffrey, tormented by this new sense of guilt, this earth-shaking revelation that reality was not so neat and tight as he had just that morning assumed, entered the classroom. Mr. L stopped him on the threshold. There was still some color on his cheeks from the earlier discussion. Wait, uh, Jeffrey, he said, with what could only be described as a slightly sinister smile. You won't be needing those anymore. He pointed at Jeffrey's bulging pockets, which held his two stacks of note cards. Jeffrey took them out and Mr. L snatched them, then dumped both stacks right into the trash can. After doing so, Mr. L seemed to relax. Jeffrey stared at the trash. Then, a changed man, he shuffled to his desk. Mr. L had won, but at what cost? Who can ever know? All right, so that was Jeffrey's Math Blaster. And right now, here today, I have in front of me Jeffrey himself. Jeffrey, why don't you say hi to everyone on the podcast? Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Back on the podcast. Wheel on my fans, fame, fortune. Here we go. Okay. I can see you have a lot more energy than last time you were on the podcast. Yes. Last time I was on the podcast, uh, I did not get a lot of sleep the night before, and it was not a very good, uh, not a good showing. Um, so that last night I made sure to get a lot of sleep. Uh, I took my mom's, um, NyQuil. I uh, took a couple pills. And, okay. That's not, no, that's, you know, don't, anyone listening, don't do that. That's a, anyway, point is I was out. I was, I was fast asleep. Uh, and actually my mom couldn't even wake me up for school this morning. Funny story. She had to drag me out of bed and then I lay like a limp noodle on the carpet and, uh, she said she was like poking me and all that stuff. And then like I got up, but I was still really drowsy. So I like slipped on the stairs and fell down like 17 stairs. And you can actually see I have a band aid right here from where, uh, my hand collided with the banister. Um, and it's a, it's a metal banister. So it was a pretty, pretty deep cut, but, uh, the band aid's right there. You want to see it? See that? It's a big band aid. 
Wow, that was uh, a lot to process. Um, it, okay, I'm looking at the band-aid. Is that, is that Paw Patrol? That's a... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Paw Patrol. That's one of my favorite shows. You, you mean the, the cartoon with, like, the little firebed animals? Uh-huh, yeah. Jeffrey, you're, 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 like, you're in, what, fifth grade? Mm-hmm, yeah, fifth grade. Isn't Paw Patrol, I don't know, I, I thought that was, like, a show for toddlers. Well, okay, no, well, I started watching when I was a toddler, but I've been very faithful to the program. Uh, I think later seasons, some of the character arcs have maybe slipped a little bit, uh, gotten a little bit predictable. But overall, I would say it's very quality television, and I would recommend it to all my podcast fans. Okay, I do you ever tell your friends at school that you like Paw Patrol? Oh no, they would make fun of me terribly. They would they would totally lay into me for that one. Yeah, uh, but you, you but you'll say it on the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm, all the time. Because yeah, honestly, Mister Tom, the podcast is just listen to all my little secret podcast friends. Um, you know, this the all the little fans that live inside the microphone. I know they want to make fun of me. They love me. So I'm, I'm going to tell them I love Paw Patrol. Uh, I could tell them a lot of embarrassing things. Uh, I also like playing with my little pony toy. Okay, we're not going to... Jeffrey, you know, other people listen to the podcast. Your friends, other characters are come on the podcast and they listen to the episodes. Actually, that's right, because some of them were telling me, they were saying, uh, like, Albert was saying, like, oh, Jeffrey, like, you cry all the time in the episode. Yeah, um, I mean... Aren't they going to... Don't you think they'll hear this episode? I don't know how they hear the episodes. Um, because I thought they that the episodes went straight into the microphone. Well, they're recorded through the microphone, and they go on to... Um, yeah, honestly, I'm not totally sure how microphones or podcasts work. See, you're an adult, and if you don't know, then no one knows. Well, I, I think someone knows. Okay. Well, we will agree to disagree what are we disagreeing about we're disagreeing about the fact that no one knows how podcasts are made i for one uh think it's some sort of special sorcery or or magic um that is that is constructed through the uh through the metal microphone uh i think that there's there's probably a benevolent witch involved benevolent (laughs) that's way too big of a word for you jeffrey i know uh, my mom was telling me that it means someone that that's just very nice and good, uh, benevolent, and I've been using it all the time. Uh, like I thank the postman yesterday for being benevolent. Um, I thank you, Mister Tom, for taking me on this benevolent podcast. That's very benevolent of you. Let's let's move on. All right, so I asked people to um, send in questions for the different characters. And by the way, if you send in a question on TomLongon.com, also if you leave a review on Amazon or Apple Podcasts, you'll be entered to win a free copy of the Green Book of Stories. Well, Green Book of Stories. I can't wait for the Green Book of Stories. That book is going to be epic. Yeah, it, it, it will be epic. You're right, Jeffrey. Um, so anyway, let's... Uh, can I read it? Well, you you can read it when it's out, when it, when it's published. Yeah, but how, can, how come other people uh, are going to be able to read it before it's published, but, but not me? I mean, I'm a character. I should be able to read it first. I'm... Well, you can't read it now because it's not, it's not actually finished. Well, you did some... You read some of the stories already, so there are, the stories are are there yeah most of the stories are there i'm just i there's an editing process oh let me edit them no you're you're not gonna you're not gonna edit my stories why not well um for one uh i think that no you know i don't have to give that's that's just a very silly i i don't have to give reasons for what i would do such a good look you are trying to write stories for fifth grade boys correct 
yes, and and I'm a fifth grade boy. I am the target audience. I know I know exactly. I live and breathe fifth grade boy. I can, uh, you know, I'll be very nice. I'll just take a little little red Paw Patrol pen and I'll go through and I'll just make little comments, just little comments. That's all. Um, I'm tempted, but no, I I I cannot. I can see this not really ending ending well. I, I just okay. For, so I already have a lot of comments about about Red Book actually that I think could could potentially make it better. Well, it it's done. It's it's out, so I can't really edit it anymore. Okay, but let's say you could. I would say um, there's a lot of stories that could use more Jeffrey. Um, and there are some stories that have Jeffrey that could also use more Jeffrey. Uh, okay, so you're you're just going to read Green Book of Stories, and I'm guessing you're just going to insert your name into more stories. Well, I, I, maybe. It depends. I, I it, it depends on how many times my name is mentioned in the book, right? So, if it, I, I'm, I'm guessing because you read me two stories that had no mention whatsoever of the name Jeffrey. I'm guessing um, there might be others. And first of all, the two stories you read definitely could be improved by more Jeffrey. And the other ones, I'm sure, will. I, I just want to help. I just want to help you and your books to be successful. I want you to have the best successful writing career that you could possibly have that's very generous of you and but i'm not i'm, I'm gonna pass okay i can, can i get on to to reading these questions i just think you should be a benevolent writer that's i we're really straying from the the right use of the and it would be more benevolent for the book if you had more jeffrey in the stories and i am offering my free time very benevolently to help you edit those books Okay, th- thanks, Jeffrey. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so this question is, let me see, I'm just pulling it up. This is from David LaFada. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and he says, Jeffrey, why can't you figure out the zeros and ones in the time stable chart? They're the easiest ones. And then there's maybe 15 exclamation points after the word ones. Um, so thank you for the question, David. Jeffrey, uh, what do you have to say to that? Well, David, uh, you clearly have not read the Math Blaster story. Um, So maybe you should get a copy of the Red Book of Stories. But we did just read it on the podcast. So I think your your question has been answered. Well, I, I think he did read the story because otherwise, why else would he ask the question? I think he's he's just a little bit baffled that you found the zeros and ones so difficult, you know. But in the story, um, it is it's clearly it's clearly explained that I find them so difficult because they're literally the hardest uh, multiplication facts. Yeah, I I don't I think David Lafada would would disagree because he says they are the easiest ones, um, easiest. Uh, with, again, uh, maybe 15 exclamation points after that. I think that David clearly uh, is not very good at math. Okay, well, that's there's nothing clear about that um, from what you've... No, because I, for one, as you can tell in the story, I work really, really hard at memorizing them. Right, and I memorize all the different facts. And okay, I think so. People heard the story. They know. I. I. I okay. Let, 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 how, how about we? How about we put it this way? Don't you think it's interesting that the other boys were able to to 
complete their zeros and ones in like one try. I think I think I should have studied more at the beginning, and I do regret that. No, but I they okay. They what about Mister L's like shortcut rule method? Don't you think they use that? It's possible they did use that, and in which case, um, all the power to them. It's great that they got lucky and they got the answers. As as you saw happen in the story, Mister L. Um, Kind of gave me a free pass on that one. Well, you you got them right. I was, yeah, I got them right. I was lucky. Still a little bit conflicted about it. Um, but no, they're they're not the easiest ones. David, David, La Lafada, uh, whoever you are. Okay, that's not that's not a very nice way to address the fans. Well, I'm sure he's listening to this. I hope he's listening to this, and I hope he knows that he needs to get a little bit better at math because he clearly does not understand how the multiplication tables work. Um, I. I'm not sure if he's the one that doesn't understand how they work. Is that, what are you implying? No, I'm just... Um, I just okay, uh, it looks like we have a sample size of, you know, most of the people in the country and the people in your class and most fifth graders everywhere seem to think the zeros and ones are the easiest, but then you, Jeffrey, uh, disagree. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, so I, you know, it just seems like there would be overwhelming evidence that maybe it's possibly that you, you might be wrong. That is a possibility, um, not a very likely one. Uh, I'm willing to consider it, um, but ultimately, I would say benevolently, but benevolently, uh, I'm right. <laughs> now we're going way off the off the rails with the with the use of. Of benevolent now um i yeah okay um benevolently i disagree with you uh i think i'm using the word of the day very well okay uh anyway you know it's possible this here's here's what i and i have honestly i've been approached about this before okay now now we're getting candid yeah we're okay we're, let, let's get candid i've been i've been what does candid mean is that a, is that a is that a form of candy is it like a sweet no, a candid is just like we're being frank and and honest. Who's frank? Okay, the, the, again, this is what I'm talking about with getting derailed. Uh, you, you were about to say something about how you actually might have come to a breakthrough about the zeros and ones. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'm breaking anything. Excuse me, I tend to be a very gentle person. Okay, uh, just what? What did you? Okay, what, what were you going to say about the zeros and ones? Well, now you're talking about some guy named Frank, uh, and now I want some candy. I don't know. I okay. So you don't want to tell us what you what you had the th- thoughts about the zeros and ones? No, no, no. I do. I do want to tell you. I just you you keep distracting me. I. I'm the one that's distracting you. Yes. I just want everyone to know during this, the course of this interview, there has been a squirrel on a branch outside the window of this room, and Jeffrey has probably looked at that squirrel about 17 times. And he's he's looking at it right now. I'm not sure if he's listening to what I'm saying. No, I, I looked at it because you just pointed to the squirrel. And I would like to name him Sam, and I think he is a very good squirrel. Um, I wonder what he's doing up there. It looks like he's foraging for nuts. Um... I would say Sam's a benevolent squirrel. Uh, I've kept an eye on Sam. And okay, let's let's zoom back into the conversation. I was using that as an example of you being distracted. I I am distracted a lot. My mom says I'm distracted a lot. So so does uh, so does my teacher, Mr. L. Um, but I think that sometimes distraction is a good thing because it shows imagination. That's okay. That's probably true. 
Um, but the the thing that oh Sam Sam left. He left us. He just went off into the wilderness, living his good squirrel life. Good for you, Sam. Good for you. You know, Sam. We could learn a lot from Sam. No, we're not going to talk about Sam the Squirrel anymore. We're going to talk. Uh, I, I people want to talk about the story, right? That's why we're on the podcast to talk about the story. That's why I call you here. Uh, you were going to say something about the zeros and ones. Yes. Okay. Okay. Zeros and ones. Uh, yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh. So people are talking about zeros and ones. Very interesting. People keep saying, Jeffrey. Uh. They kind of like this this David fellow. Uh. You know. Um. They're so easy. What do you, what, what, what's wrong? And, and and I tell them, of course, they're not easy. And I'm memorizing all those numbers. And and I finally came to this conclusion that I think Mr. L's a bad teacher. Jeffrey, I what? No, I mean, first of all, saying that on the podcast is not. Mr. Out this not listen to this podcast, please. Um, he's not inside the microphone. He's inside my classroom. Duh. Okay. Um, I just said duh. I sound like Greg. <laughs> That's funny. Greg's a funny guy. You know, one thing about Greg. Okay, zero, Jeffrey, you are you're a little bit distracted today. Um, I just have a lot of energy, and when I have a lot of energy, I get very benevolent. Um, and that's, okay, nope, that's not how, well, okay, whatever. Uh, you, so, th- th- what, what I, what I, what I wanted to say, now I'm getting, uh, slightly, yeah, why are you sweating? It looks like you're sweating a little bit. Yeah, I, I think I, I, after these podcasts, I'm tending to be a little bit more sympathetic towards Mr. L. Oh, what is sympathetic? It was just, I understand where he's coming from. Um, and I think that sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating to talk to fifth grade boys. Oh, so you're frustrated with me? No, no, it's the, it's the flow of the conversation is kind of confusing me, that's all. Well, I'm sorry that my conversational abilities aren't up to snuff for you, and that we aren't flowing like you would like. Excuse me. Okay, well, the, <clears throat> anyway, um, i trying to remember what we... I was saying Mr. L's a bad teacher. Yeah, you know, okay, that's that's what I wanted to, to talk about. Mr. L, that's not a very nice way to describe your teacher, and I think he tried really hard in the story to get you to understand the concept of... No, 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 no. I understood the memorization just fine. He was throwing in all these random rules about how to do math in a weird way that didn't involve calculators. And uh, I don't, I don't think that that's appropriate in a in a classroom setting to just to just go off the cuff with like, hey, I have some some theory about math that might work sometimes or might not work other times, and let's all just like take stabs at this and see what goes on. I mean, math is certainty, Mister Tom, and certainty is calculators. Okay, thank you for your description of math. I think. Um I don't think it has anything to do with Mr. L's teaching abilities. I think in some ways it might have to do with your learning abilities. What does that mean? Uh, it just it just means that, you know, sometimes people learn things in different ways. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Let's settle on that. People learn things in different ways, right? I have a very specific way of learning things. Well, that's clear. And Mr. L, as the teacher, it's his job. His job, literally what he gets paid to do actual money to buy whatever he wants um you know i don't know what mr l goes out and buys i would imagine it's a lot of boring adult stuff like shoes i bet he buys shoes all the time um and he has to buy those things he gets paid money 
to be a teacher. He gets paid money. Not a lot of money, because I hear he still lives in his mom's basement, but we're not going to talk about that on the podcast. He said not to mention that to anyone after I overheard him telling a friend, and I said, that's interesting. I want to live in my mom's basement when I'm an adult, too. And he said, well, it's not really by choice. And Okay, Jeffrey, I let's let's go back to... Uh, um, you were saying about your learning. Yeah, okay. He's a teacher. It's his job. He has to see my learning abilities, and he needs to come to my level. He needs to come to my level, and he needs to instruct me in the ways of the world, benevolently. Okay, He and I think that in the story, he made a good effort, you know? And I think the teacher can only do so much. Well, that's where I disagree. I think it's his job to do everything that he possibly can and more. That's a lot to ask of a of a teacher well he is an adult yeah i mean adults aren't like superheroes clearly i mean look at you okay jeffrey that's you remember we talked about being rude on the podcast uh yeah yeah i don't i don't want to be rude no and, and you know when when you're rude it's you know it's it's not you know you have to be polite to adults you should be polite to about the things you say about mr l things you say about me and i know i, I i'm sorry i just i just get I, I just i sometimes I, I just get in the mood and i just start mouthing off right i just say whatever occurs to my head and you know i just the the thoughts come and they go right out my mouth and there's no there's no filter, right? It's just like I think something benevolently, and then I just stop sliding that word in. What? But oh, benevolently? Oh, that's a, that's a word that I learned actually just today. It was my word of the day. And we've been over this. Um, I have another question actually uh, from another person, and I think that's all that we're gonna have time for. Let me pull it up. Okay. Oh, this is a, this is a slightly longer one. I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. It's, it's a, he kind of introduced himself. It's a very nicely well well worded uh, email. Okay. All right, here we go. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> hi, my name is Leo Vance. Oh, hi, Leo. Okay, let's, let me let me read the read it and then and then you can respond. Okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. I'll I'll start over. Hi, my name is Leo Vance. Oh, hi, Leo. Okay, no, the you uh, just wait. All right, just wait. Let me read it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hi. My name is Leo Vance. I am nine years old and live in South Carolina. Uh, question? Um, that's not the end of it, but yeah, sure. Okay. Um, is South Carolina the one that's really close to North Carolina? Yes, Jeffrey. Good. That's, a. Uh, and South Carolina is actually just, uh, south of North Carolina. Um, the good, a good knowledge of geography. Yeah, uh-huh. They're, they're up in Canada. Nope, not in Canada. It's actually the United States. Ah, the United States of Russia. Nope, the United States of America. Okay, I knew that. Sure you did. Okay. Um, my sisters and I, this is, I'm still reading it. Uh, <clears throat> I am nine years old and live in South Carolina. Um, my sisters and... Nihau. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what? I'm saying Nihau. Nihau ma. That's the Leo, because he's from China, uh, and I, okay, are you, are you just messing with me? Wait, what are you, what are you talking about? Jeffrey, I, I just said South Carolina is in, the, is in the United States of America. Okay. Well, th- then you said ni hao, which is, which is the Chinese way of saying hello. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, I, I just think you're wrong. Like, South Carolina is definitely in China. It's, it's I, 
I don't know what what is what is even. I, okay, I the 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 email is in English. Um, Leo Leo's clearly a, a English speaking American boy from South Carolina. Okay, maybe there are two South Carolinas. There was one in America, and there's one in China, and that's okay. All right, there can be two South Carolinas. I think there might be one in Russia too. Jeff, uh, you are all over the place today. Um, and oh look, Sam's back. Stop. Okay, don't look at the squirrel. Let's. I'm gonna finish the question and then hopefully wrap up this podcast because uh, I need to take a nap. Oh, that's funny because last time I was really tired and now you're really tired. And I'm gonna continue to read this. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> Leo from South Carolina. Meow. Okay, stop. Mm. I I just think it's it's polite to respond to Leo in his native tongue. Okay. <sighs> G- great. My sisters and I love your podcast. Hey, thanks, Leo. Uh, I have a question for Jeffrey. So this is Jeffrey is you. Jeffrey, Je- Jeffrey, he has a question for you. Stop looking at the squirrel. Jeffrey has a question for you. Uh, okay. The, the, the young uh, Chinese boy has a question for me. Sure. Okay. Um, how do you really spell your name? Uh, I'm sorry. Is that the, that's the question? Yes. That's, that's the question from Leo. How, how do you really spell your name? Okay. Hmm. Well, do I have to answer now? Yeah, you should answer now, Jeffrey, so we can end the podcast. Um, wow, okay. Wow, I'm tracing a little bit of impatience from Mr. Tom over here. Um, how do I spell my name? Well, okay, first of all, Leo, ni hao. I really like orange chicken. Uh, I also like sushi. Oh, <laughs> they First, okay, Leo's not from China. Uh Please just answer the question. Also, sushi's Japanese. Have you ever touched a panda? That's a dream of mine. I want to pet a panda. Uh, I've seen pandas at the zoo, Leo, but I imagine you have pandas playing all over your backyard. You probably have six or seven pandas as pets. That's just what I would imagine. Um, now, okay, it's, it's spell your name. That Leo wants you to spell your name. I just, I, I think Leo's taking the time to write this question um, from his from his village in southern China with all the pandas, and I want to give him a nice answer. Yeah, I, okay, we're, we are running out of time, honestly. Um, so if you could if you could just... And Sam's gone. He just left. That's sad. Well, he's off to do big squirrel things. Okay, Jeffrey, the, spell your name. Je- Leo wants you to spell your name. How do you really spell your name? You know what, Leo? Mr. Leo? I don't know. I don't know how to spell my name. I do know sometimes... And then I don't. It's a lot of pressure to ask someone to just spell their name, right? It's it's kind of, it's a little bit rude. It's a little bit rude to just go around asking people to spell names. Benevolent people do not ask people to spell names. Okay, Jeffrey, is that's like a, the easiest question in the world. Okay, just like the zeros and ones are like the easiest math facts in the world? Yeah, kind of like that. Okay, well, you know, some people have different opinions about different things, and some of them are right, and some of them are wrong. Uh, in terms, uh, to answer your question, Leo, ni hao, again, um, I just would like to say, um, yes. The answer to the question, how do you spell your name, is yes? Well, um, yes. That, that's not, okay, Jeffrey, just, just spell your name for Leo, come on. That's a lot of pressure. Why don't you try? <sighs> okay. Um, just because Leo has a lot of pandas and I respect him, uh, greatly. Uh, okay. Um, the first letter, J, 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 
Jeffrey, you've probably spelled your name like a million times before. Okay, yeah, but I'm on the podcast now. It's a lot of it's a lot of pressure. People are listening, so you know, it's not like it's not like I'm just spelling my name in my room, just like hanging out, just like sitting there spelling my name. Right? There's like this is this is a big deal. Okay, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, okay, Ja, Ja. Oh look, Sam's back. Hi, Sam. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the shade down on the window if you keep I. We need to end this. Your mom's going to pick you up in like five minutes. You just come on, give me a letter. Give me get, I'll, I'll, your first. It starts with J, right? First letter is J. What's the next one? Oh, <laughs> nice, easy. <laughs> J. Okay, yeah, J. Um, M. M. Yeah, M. J. M. It's not. It's not spelled J. M. I was kidding, and I was saying M to see what you would say. So, you passed that test, Mr. Tom. No, you know, I think you just don't really know how to spell your... Yeah, okay, wait, uh, you know, I think we talked about this on my podcast. The name, my name is spelled however it's, I, I want it to be spelled, because it's my name. So here's how it's going to be spelled today, okay? You want to hear how it's going to be spelled today? J-M-X-Y-Z-K-L-P-Q-A-B-C-D-E-F-G... H I J K L M N O P. Okay, you're just saying the alphabet now, and we're gonna move on. I am sorry, Leo, for that, but you know, thank you for your question. Actually, oh, there's a little bit more to Leo's uh, email. He also says, and also, can you ask Mr. Tom how many books he plans to write? I love them. Also, tell Leo that he is my favorite because my name is Leo as well. Thanks, Leo. Okay, that's nice. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. What? Oh, oh! you want to ask me the question that Leo said? Yeah, okay, how many books? No, 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 no. Leo's his favorite character? Is this kid serious? What kind, of, what kind of terrible judgment is that? I can't believe I answered his question. I can't believe I even tried. I can't believe I said ni hao to him. All right? Listen up, Leo. I have a... Th- okay, no, they're not going to... We're not going to call out the fans for... He can, he can like whoever he... You know, it sounds like he likes Leo just because his name's Leo. If his name was Jeffrey, you'd probably be his favorite character. I would hope so. Well, okay. How many books do you plan to make? That was Leo's question. So I'm asking you, because I am being a good guest on the podcast. I am a very benevolent guest. Okay, uh, how many books do I plan to make? It's a good question. Um, I'm not sure, Leo. Um, thank you for the question. I've written a ton of stories, and I plan to continue writing stories, and I will probably make as many books as I have stories to put in them. So as long as the books are good, I'll continue to... To write them, you know? Wow. <laughs> okay, so not very long. No, uh, uh, well, uh, so you're just saying they're... Well, yeah, okay, the two stories from the Green Book stories were not that great. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean, it sounds like there's been a little bit of a decline. Uh, this... Okay, you you can have your opinion. I'll have mine. As long as, as long as people are still reading them. How about that? As long as people are still reading the books, I will continue to write them. And as long as I still have time and money to do so. Um, what does that mean? Oh, no, it's just, you know, like writing is kind of hard and, uh, I make money from the books, but, uh, I got to keep trying and I have to, you know, keep as an adult, you have to, you have to do a lot of things, Jeffrey, to, to make money so that you, um, uh, so that you can pay bills. And that sounds so sad. Well, it's, you know, it, it's life. Uh, it's, it's, it's what life is. And we got to wrap up this interview now. Um, I, are you okay? 
Do you need help? No, I'm okay. I'm fine. Um, I'm a I'm a little bit tired because it's been it's been a little bit difficult keeping track of of everything you're saying right now. That's all. Okay. Well, um, if you ever need some financial help, I just wanted to say I'm here for you. Uh, Je- Jeffrey, that's that's really fine. I'm I'm, I'm doing okay. I, uh, okay, people. People can't see this, but Jeffrey just took out a a Paw Patrol wallet and it is removing um, a dollar from the wallet. And it appears that yep, that's that's all that's in the wallet. Well, no, that's not all because I have a I have an old Dave and Buster's card in here, and also a gift certificate um, for Barnes and Noble that I got for my birthday four years ago. Okay, uh, is there is there money left on the gift certificate? Nope, no money. I just like the card. But yeah, here's here's some money for you to keep writing books. Well, a dollar's not gonna not gonna do much. Huh. So you want more? I here I am benevolent benevolently offering you cash out of the kindness of my Paw Patrol heart. And no, I'm not I'm not taking your money. Um Oh, so my money's not good enough for you. No, that okay. This this is confusing and I wanna kinda tie it up so we can Oh look, Sam's back. Hi, Sam. You know, Sam is a funny squirrel. He goes and he comes and he goes and he comes. And Okay, Je- Jeffrey, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I'm really sorry to people that had to listen. I feel like I'm apologizing a lot apologizing a lot to the listeners this season. Hopefully the other interviews can go a little bit better. Um, I'm guessing that they won't. But hey, guess what? I didn't cry this time. I tried really hard and I didn't. So, woo, Jeffrey. Okay, uh, good job, Jeffrey. And uh, thanks for coming on. This has been a Boy Stories podcast production written and performed by the author Tom Longano. The Red Book of Stories and the Blue Book of Stories are available on Amazon.com. You can also get signed author copies on TomLongano.com. This podcast has been produced by the legendary George Martin. And if you like the podcast, please do leave a rating and a review, whether on the Apple Podcast site or if you like the stories, you can leave a rating and a review on Amazon. We read all the reviews and uh, we really, really appreciate them. Uh, please do share with friends as well. And if you have any questions uh, for Tom Longano or any of the characters and you'd like your question to be featured on a podcast, uh, you can email Tom Longano through the contact portal on TomLongano.com. You can also record a voice message on Anchor and then you will get your voice on the podcast. Very exciting. Thank you so much for listening. This has been so much fun for us and we hope it is just as much fun for you. See you next time.